Well, hey, hey, welcome everybody to the Afterburn Soccer Show. Uh, hoping for Jose to join us here in just a moment as we break down FC Dallas and North Texas Soccer Club results from a busy weekend. Got some good stuff for you. Uh, and of course, you were just seeing there the, the human wrecking ball that is Hyder O'Brien with a header for an uh, important goal for FC Dallas. They come away with one point in that Saturday evening match at home against the Red Hot Columbus crew. Kind of one of those those games where, uh, you know, in the course of soccer, you do look at a draw and say maybe it was the right result. Maybe, um, you know, maybe both teams played well and they both deserve to come away with something. Although you could argue uh, in, in different ways about the, 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 the game and, and how things unfolded anyway. So a really busy weekend. Also, North Texas soccer got their final win of the season, and they will not have any postseason play, though they finished with two straight wins last weekend against Houston and this weekend against Austin FC2. So kind of good in-state rivalry wins. We can chat about that in a moment. But in, but the bigger news is four points this week for FC Dallas as they got a big win at Real Salt Lake and then uh, victory, oh, oh, sorry, the draw at home against the Columbus crew. Let's go ahead and jump over. We'll listen to Nico Estevez uh, talk about the game. You know, we knew it was going to be a really difficult game. Columbus, as I said before, they are the best uh, attacking team in the league uh, for a reason. Um, to to leave this team in a 0.68 expected goals is a, a really good uh, job by, by our team to do it even that we had a uh, difficult times in the first half. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we grow throughout the game. I think we adjust the, the right things throughout the game and uh, help the team to build momentum. And it was just in those moments that you you are better than the opponent and you have uh, chances just capitalize there and them. And, and uh, we didn't. I think we, we had a couple of really good chances we had there with Jesus uh, that we, we could do better. And then... Uh, uh, and we should do it. Uh, I think um, uh, when you play against teams like Columbus, uh, Atlanta, Seattle, they are playoff teams, you know, and uh, they have quality. They are good teams, and um, the game is going to be decided by details. And uh, and in this moment at home, these details are not going in our way, and we we just have to keep working. And uh, uh, but I'm very pleased about how the team embraced it, how in the adversity um, they just kept going and kept uh, working hard. And at the end, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a difficult task uh, to do uh, to win a game and against a good team that has scored six goals in the last two games, and um, not letting them do it. I think uh, it was a a great great uh, uh, effort that they put uh, the team put into. Man, uh, it's yeah. So Nico, after the match, after the draw at home against the Crew, uh, talking about how. You know, as, as disappointed as they are, um, um, as disappointed as they are, uh, you know, they held Columbus Crew, who's who looked really dangerous on the day, on, on and have looked dangerous with their form. Cucho had a, a ball ricochet off the post, it just inches the other way, and it's going in, and Columbus Crew may walk away with a two to one win. Plenty of moments like that. Diego Rossi had a shot saved off the line by Tafari. Julian Gressel had an opportunity. 
on a back post kind of ball that he could have sent into goal. I mean, just so many opportunities that Columbus crew generated and got forward into attacking positions. But Dallas was up to the task to hold them back, to keep them just to the one goal, which was an own goal, unfortunately. And then on the offensive side, while FC Dallas wasn't as strong as the crew, did better in that department, generated more opportunities to get that goal. And so uh, uh, Hyder goal was, was really exciting. Hyder Brian has really come on strong in these past couple of games. But, uh, you know, this is the... Uh, uh, this is the, the challenge of this league, uh, and especially at this season, everyone's going to be fighting for every single point. It, it, you know, the margins are going to be razor thin going forward. So disappointing to get that home draw, I think, for FC Dallas. But that midweek win against Real Salt Lake, where they really came on in the second half and turned things around, just eases that a little bit. You'd like to see that kind of point pace as they move toward uh, you know postseason action. To see like you know, four points a week would, would definitely be more than enough to get them beyond the play-on game, which I think they would love to have. I, we'll see. This week there's two away games. They play Philly uh, on Wednesday night and then uh, at Houston. And both of those teams are looking like playoff caliber teams. The, the, the points are not going to be easy. So if you can get two points this week, if you can get one, one win – even if you settle for one win, one loss, you just hope you, you want points this week. You just got to get points to keep being in the picture of things. What was your reaction to the crew game? Looks like it's just me. I'm flying solo tonight. Um, welcome to the Afterburn Soccer Show, everybody. Hoach, I'm 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 just fine. Everything's okay. Uh, we'll, let's see how things how things flow here. Uh, Jose, I thought Jose was going to join me here. Sometimes he runs a little bit late. But uh, we'll see if he if he jumps on and chats. We'll we'll go with it. He wanted to talk about injury stuff. I know that's a concern for FC Dallas. Alan Velasco did not go the full 90 minutes. Seems like he's still recovering. And um, but as you saw, that he really set up that. It was a simple play too that passed to Jesus Ferreira, that um, created that opportunity for Hyder Obreon. But we're missing Giovanni Jesus. Uh, who, who is going to be out for the season? We 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 know we're missing him at r right back. Um, you know some other guys, Sebastian, Let Jet, Bernard Camungo, guys that we're missing. So you're asking other folks to step up, and we see a continued role for Dante Seeley and some other some other guys, um, and are able to have their spark, their moment. In particular, this week because of the amount of minutes these guys have played, I bet we're going to see rotation uh, against Philly because Philly. Um, it would be great to get points there. It, every point matters, but they're an Eastern Conference foe, so you don't mind maybe focusing more on Houston this weekend, and, and which, which could have a more impact on your playoff positioning uh, as we get closer to that. All right, shifting over to North Texas soccer. It's going to be me solo tonight just chatting about my perspectives uh, of, of, of this, this past weekend. It was, a, it was a great one for North Texas soccer. I don't know if you've watched the highlights for that one, they welcomed Austin FC2 for the final match in Choctaw Stadium. Disappointing that these last two games, they have looked as strong as we thought they could be. So many drop points. I think nine games where they dropped points. Nine games where they didn't weren't able to get a penalty kick shootout and get an extra point. And I think some of that's enough of a margin that they would be in the playoffs. Just a few of those get turned around. 
But they welcomed Austin FC too. It was a weird game, weather delay, a huge weather delay. And uh, I thought maybe they were going to replay the match in the morning, but it probably didn't make sense since it was uh, sort of the final uh, final regular season weekend for for MLS Next Pro. But but Herbert Indelay played as a right winger, not as a right back, as he's been sort of projected this season, um, and as he's been getting minutes at. So so really interesting to see him in that attacking role, and he got a goal early. He opened up the scoring. Mulatto got his. Um, 11th goal of the season, which I continue to think is a really good sign for him. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that next season he's going to break fully in as a regular contributor to the first team. He is on a senior contract. But it just shows that you, you give the guy minutes and he's going to score. And he did not get, he did not play every match of the season. He's he's had a limited role because he's been needed for the first team through their injury glut. But even when in his limited opportunities, 11 goals on the season, uh, he's just been, uh, it's just a good sign for him. You want to see him score. And then uh, finally, uh, Hope Avayevu also made his case that he should get a winter camp invite, should get an opportunity to come in the offseason and, and show that he deserves a senior team contract. Don't know how that's all going to work out with, with international roster spot places and stuff, but I do think Hope Avayevu has proven that he can be a real weapon uh, on the wing as a playmaker and he's someone that still has an opportunity to grow. But that the big question is, you know, is is, is there room for him on the roster? And is, how do FC Dallas uh, coaching staff, how do they rate him? Um, and kind of going forward, do, do they think he can he can earn a spot in? And how does Herbert Indelay stick around for another season? Some of the guys that did feature from the first team with North Texas, there'll be question marks, I think. Corka, you know, is, is he worth keeping on, on a, as a senior team player? Or do you feel better now that you have Liam Frazier, uh, Canadian international, uh, as a sort of fourth center back? Uh, you know, Herbert's the big question mark. Colin Smith is out there on loan. Isaiah Parker probably has not progressed where you wanted. So there'll be some, some departures. There'll be some spots opening up. We, we just, you know, we have, um, you know, we just have these issues and questions like Jose will be joining us here in just a moment, which have these questions that I think the coaching staff is going to have to evaluate as far as these North Texas guys and whether it makes sense for them to get more minutes at the North Texas level or can you sign them and, and loan them out to a USLC team or is that too complicated? You just let them go on and, and figure out the next stage of their career. So big questions looming for North Texas. Um, but, I, you know, I got to say, as I look back at this season, it's been a lot of fun to cover that team and watch them because it, it really is you, you got to love soccer at, at that level because sometimes it's it's not pretty. It's scrappy play. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you begin to see players and, and I watched some of Ricardo Pepe get minutes with North Texas back when he was starting out and you see guys start. Oh, and there's Jose. There he hey is. Guys. I've been flying Sorry, solo here. Sorry, I'm late. I lost track right. of time, actually. I looked at my clock, and I was like, oh. It's just fine. No, I was just talking about – we already talked a little bit about the draws we but so we'll come back to that. But I was talking about North Texas. Just, you know, um, a really good win to close out the season. I, I don't know if you saw the, the highlights from it, Jose, but – Oh, yeah. I like, I like Herbert and DeLay's, like, opening goal and, and the fact that he played as a right winger. 
And, you know, as much time as he's gotten it right back, you know, sometimes he just was really confident. It looked like um, Malachi started it right back instead, so that was good for him. But that I just was saying, there's going to be a lot of these player choices, player decisions that are going to be have have to be made. Is did Herbert do enough to stick around another year, get more seasoning? You know, does he have a long term future with North with with FC Dallas? Does does a guy like Corka does he stick around on the senior team and get more minutes with North Texas, or you know, is he really just not not a fit? Uh, I think hope is the big question mark. I think Mulatto eleven goals. You know, he has a role. He's going to be in have an opportunity to fight for a spot with the senior team and maybe even make a step forward. But hope Avayevu. What what's your reading on him? Do you think he is going to be able to earn a senior roster spot? I do. I think he will. Um, the problem is, you know, who who do you let go to make room for him and whatnot? But I think he will. Um, they might even delay it a year and, and give him a hybrid deal where they're like, okay, we're going to sign you to the senior team, but we want you another year in North Texas. Um, my guess is you do that, and then that year in te- North Texas is instead sent out on loan to a USL club. Where, by the way, Mulatto needs to go if he's if he um, if he can't earn spots in the senior roster next year, he needs to go out to a USL loan. I mean, yes, the first half of the season he struggled mightily. You know, um, the jump to North to FC Dallas was too much, and and because we didn't have a true backup for Jesus, they were sort of forced to keep Mulatto. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't ready for the senior team, they 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 basically were forced to give him as an emergency sort of player, mm-hmm. and he really struggled. And it took him till the end of the season to finally get on track. I mean, the second half of the season, of the North, uh, once he was loaned full time <laughs> to make room for Ilara, that's when he basically got his mojo back. And now we're seeing the mulatto from last season, who is clearly too good to be playing at this level. Yeah. Uh, I think Hope is too good to be playing at this level, but let's not forget that he was injured for the better part of the first half of the season. And at the end of the year, we finally got to see the North Texas from last year, you know, the, 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 the excellent attacking front line, solid midfield, uh, <laughs> uh, solid play from the back line. It took... A full season, but like I said, I, I want to reiterate that I think that's on management for basically failing to to let their previous manager know that he was expected to win, not and not actually be a true reserve team and and focus on on developing kids, mm-hmm. which that's done for for now. And I think you're seeing you're seeing a team that should be primed and ready. Some of these players that, that you asked about, Cork and them, if S. Dallas decides not to bring them back next year, clearly they got a spot in North Texas, especially if North Texas wants to win. They're better off signing these guys to North Texas deals to ensure that they have continuity from next year instead of gambling on foreign players that may not pan out like they did this year. Yeah, it's going to be inter- interesting to see. I know, I mean, Corka's on a senior contract, uh, you know, and delays on a senior. So it'll be this conversation between FC Dallas and 
and you know the the role of North Texas and it'll be fun to watch but the, but the other big question too is and I'm going to work on a piece about this later this week is just did coach John Gall do enough to remove that interim tag as head coach and become the ongoing head coach I think you did I think you did I think I think the the last two wins that they uh, notched were against good teams fighting for playoff positions teams that they struggled against Let's face it, they went down to Houston and beat Houston uh, in Houston for the first time uh, in Houston's existence since Houston joined uh, MLS Next Pro. This is the first time that North Texas went there to their house in the middle of a playoff race and got a W against them. And then, of course, they struggled against uh, uh, Austin this year, and then they got an emphatic win against Austin. So, uh, far more impressive uh, wins than than they look on paper. You're like for a team that on paper had nothing to play for, playing against two teams who had everything to play for. Uh, if if Austin beat North Texas, Austin would be the number one seed. The loss dropped them to the third seed. So Austin was looking uh, the being the first seed gave them a shot at being front runners for the title for a title shot you know at least winning the western conference and now as a third seed now it's a little bit tougher and 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 they're i guarantee you they're regretting the loss against north texas so impressive end to the season too little too late but at least they've laid down the seeds for next year and and uh that's good because let's let's not forget that some of the key performers were very young. We're talking Norris. We're talking uh, the two uh, 16-year-olds that they signed this year, Ursula and Diego. And, and he said Malachi was started uh, over uh, in the back line. So absolutely. And, and Cork is also pretty young too. So let's not forget that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Hope is 20. Um, so, he, you know, at least think he has another season of, of – maturation available to him but yeah i mean malachi molina started right back is only 16 i mean just so many young players that earn minutes this season and earn contracts so yeah it seems like next year the beginning of the season it was a much thinner roster um, and you knew that they were going to rely on those senior team players but you i think this season may teach them that like look we we want to use those senior team guys but if, if there's an injury crisis with the senior team, they're going to need Corker. They're going to need Indelay. They're going to need, you know, so you, it, it, then who do you field? Who do you bring out? And so it's just, I think that spelled some doom for Cano, but it, but it also told the front office, like, we need to actually have a roster if we're going to try to compete and, and have enough guys. Exactly. That, it, yeah. it basically forced North Texas to decide, are we going to be, just a reserve team uh, focused on strictly on development, or are we going to be a reserve team with an eye towards being actual contenders within the league? And, and, and I think that's what it's going to be now. It's going to be, okay, we, we can't just be developing younger players. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, um, I don't want to get off script here, but which, uh, you know, the, the word came out that, and this is, you got to give credit to Buzz 
uh, Carrick, for pointing this out, that there's no limit now as to how many homegrowns you can sign. You can sign all the homegrowns you want. So, so in theory, you could have a player who's in the academy who may have be signed to a professional contract, and we may not know about it because you don't really have to. You can sign them, but you don't have. You know, as long as you don't have them to the roster, you know, it's. You don't really have to announce it. Hmm. So, and 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 according to what was set, to what was reported, it's limitless. So, in theory. Not that they would, but FC Dallas could go out and sign 30 homegrowns, and we wouldn't know about it. You know, we the half the academy could be professional, and we wouldn't know it. And it's a great rule. It's a great way to sign younger players. Uh, explains why we got we're, we're getting that uh, UPSL squad coming, because if you're going to sign some of these kids or you're thinking of signing some of these kids to a professional contract, then you want them getting some, some minutes in, you know, uh, if you can't get a minutes in North Texas, UPSL is your next best shot and, and it's another rung in the ladder. So good stuff. Um, yeah, I, good stuff. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm pretty excited about that possibility. I, I don't think they'll sign 30 homegrowns by the way, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah. you could sign, It'd you be could an sign interesting strategy, right? It'd be an interesting strategy yeah. for and mind you, and it's it's not it's not as sweet as it sounds. Let's face it: a kid who signs uh, a contract, a homegrown contract, even if he doesn't sign for North Texas or 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 for FC Dallas, is still signing a professional contract and is no longer eligible to go to college. So it's not something that everyone's going to jump at. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if it's a player, a young player, they're not going to be offering an arm and a leg either. But I think it's a good way to keep players that maybe you're afraid will get poached by other academies. Yeah. You know, that you think have a future and you're like, well, we don't want to lose this player. You know, you can try to at least try to, you know, it gives you options. It's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good move. Well, let's jump back up to what I started the show with. Of course, heard from Nico in his post game talking about holding the crew to a .68 goal uh, possibility, you know, expected goals, which is low for that team. I mean, just what did you make I, of that match? I mean, I, I, I said I, I, I wasn't mad. I, there, the Seattle game, I wasn't happy. Uh, I was probably more unhappy with that. But, but against Columbus, man, we were, there were moments you were like, we're lucky to get a point, and we should have had more. And Columbus I, can say, we're, we're fine getting a point, and we could have had more. You know, it's, and we could have had less. You know, it's both ways for both of these teams. I wasn't happy about it, and then and then I was, and 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 it's it's you can't look at the game individually. You have to take a big picture look at at everything, and and Nico has basically decided to pick his battles, and he's decided that one point is better than no points, and with every team being separated by just a couple of points, it's going to be the teams the teams that grind out points and get a point when a draw is on hand or, or avoid losing all points. Those are the teams that are going to basically make the playoffs. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, everybody's back. I mean, I think there's only been two teams eliminated in the whole league. So, uh, Nico knows what he's doing. And, 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 you know, I want to contrast team, uh, the last two matches. You got Columbus on one hand, which looked like a road game. It looked like, it looked like we were playing for the point, and I think that's what upsets a lot of people is 
is that FC Dallas looked like a team that was playing for the point. They didn't look like they were trying to get the W. Mm. But then, the game before, RSL, despite that first goal that RSL scored, Dallas was in control. They looked like the home team, and they looked like they were playing for three from the first whistle. So you look at those two teams, and they, you mirror them and combine them and go, which team were you most likely to get three points against? And Nico decided that it was RSL. We're, we're their boogeyman, and Nico basically, his team played aggressively, attacking, they pressed. I mean, not the usual way they play on the road. That was against RSL. I was very, I mean, I, um, I was very happy about it until RSL scored a goal against the run of play, by the way. And then they turn around and play Columbus like it's a road game. And you're going to see more of this going forward because of the fact that we have so many games, you know, mid midweek games, and, and it's just the workload. Nico will pick his battles, and we may see other games at home where he looks like, like we're only going for the point, but you're also going to see games on the road where he's going for all three. It, it's It's... It's don't look at a single match. Look at the whole. And Nico has basically decided that he's going to pick his battles. But whatever he does, he's either going to try to walk out with a point or walk out with three. And it's frustrating. Yeah. No, but it, let's face it. it, it a couple of game, I mean, games ago, we were all like, oh, my God, we're going to be like LAG. We're going to be at the – that's not happening. Nico's not allowing that to happen. At the same time, he's not setting the league on fire either. But I think you're seeing the plan. You're seeing Nico is going to grind out as many points as he can, and he knows how many points he needs to get to ensure that he gets that playoff spot. And and I think it's a – and by playoff spot, I mean a top seven, not not a play-in. Yeah, yeah. I, and right now we're hovering at that playoff that, – that play-in spot. But still. Um, everybody is. Everybody, everybody is. Hovering. I mean, it's – yeah, like – so that's why – yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, because I think, and, and I think just it was an enjoyable match. It was a really enjoyable soccer match where both teams had really interesting opportunities and, and spells of good possession. But then there were also, uh, you know, just things that didn't go each team's way, bounces and whatnot. But, like, when, when Cucho hit that ball off the post, I mean, I, I don't know if, if Dallas would have found an equalizer again. I mean, I think Columbus would have been able to really – locked down and so i think nico looks at that and kind of goes like you know we'll take that we'll we'll take it and we're gonna still we're gonna push forward but we're also gonna try to not give them an easy breakaway here at the end and make and get nothing from this so yeah i think i think nico is being pragmatic which is not always fun but once you get to the playoffs in this league that's it's just like you got to get there and even if you're a home team, an away team, whatever, then you can sort of let the guys go. Like, let's just go out. Let's let let's play. We we don't have to now think about the next two matches or all that. You know, kind all those kinds of situations. We can just really let the guys go. So yeah, I, I feel you, and I feel like the RSL result too just put a lot of pressure off against the crew. Like a point, you got four point. If you again, you told us last week. You'll get four points between RSL and Crew. We would have been like, oh, "That's a good week," you know. That's yeah, a- it's it's not the way we envisioned it, but it was still four points. 
I also want to add that that the defense has been far more impressive than we give it credit for. But we we lament we lament the the drop points at home, but they held the highest scoring team in the league to to a goal. Uh, and in fact, they've played three of the highest scoring teams recently. Uh, they held Atlanta to a goal, another high scoring club, and then St. Louis. Even though they only had ten men, they held them to two goals. And mind you, those didn't come till the very end when when St. Louis jumped at at the at you know the substitution were. Nico didn't get him right, right, and and St. Louis took advantage of the of the transition to to get a goal in, but at the end of the day, the defense looked great against three of the highest scoring teams in the league, and and frankly, I, I think it, it's a good sign going forward. It's a sign of a good of a good solid base for a, a defense for for a playoff run. At the end of the day, I think our biggest concern is our offense. They're, they're getting their opportunities and they're just not converting them. And <laughs> it wasn't for for Obreon in the, who must be in a contract year, basically balling out. And I want to I want to say something though about Obreon is he doesn't look like like the Obreon of uh, that we're used to the straight line speed, you know go straight and then lose the ball. He's really trying to play team ball. He's really trying to make those key passes. He's trying to make those those uh, more footwork, more, I mean, stuff that, frankly, we don't see very often from him. We're seeing more and more of that from him. And and I, I get the feeling that, that a switch has been turned on him. And, and I'm not, mind you, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that he's going to be a star or anything like that, but I'm saying he's starting to look like an MLS starter out there. Uh, you can debate the quality of that, of that starter, but he's gone from this guy is basically a super sub at best, a guy who can come out there with the speed and scare people, but now he's starting to look like a legit player out there. He's having moments. Now, we don't know if this is just a a run, you know, like a like a like a flash or has he actually learned and improved and and I mean right now you have to say that he's peaking at the right time yeah and and he's making the case to be a full-time starter uh and so yeah man keep it going you know somebody has to step up and I'm glad to see Barrios has stepped up what a story and by the way by the way not only has did he score has he scored what two goals and two assists in the last three games, he's also been involved in the other goals, whether through a key pass or, or something like that. He's been part of the other goals that he didn't get a goal, goal or assist on. Man, he, I mean, he earned the, the penalty kick that this team has been missing. And gosh, we could use a few more down the stretch here. I mean, but yeah, I mean, as much as we have, we wrote the, the book, the final chapter on his time with FC Dallas, like, Credit to this guy for working and not really being injured and just just uh, finding ways to contribute at key moments. So uh, credit to him. I can't. I cannot. You know, cannot and, complain and let's not at all. And forget that that he came into the season out of shape, and and you have to wonder if that really set him back the first half of the season, and he's just now 
just now in form, just now in shape, and just now we're starting to see what we could have had from from the get-go. So yeah, keep that in mind. If, uh, Hoach, buddy, if if uh, yeah, if he's if he's the final MVP, I I will take that. <laughs> take that. That would be exciting. I think we'd all but, take it. I, I I think I think someone would probably jump in the lake for that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this uh, this week another two match week. This the first against Philly, which was rescheduled, um, and it, so it's going to be a hard one for nico and company to sort of navigate and i but i think you're right i think you nailed it on the head there jose that uh they play uh, wednesday at philly and then this weekend at houston and of the two um um (laughs) yeah all right well and uh but but of the two matches you probably want to you want to focus on houston right you probably do want to focus put more eggs in your basket on Houston. So maybe you manage some guys minutes. Um, that'll, it'll be interesting how just Nico approaches it. We don't it. know. You know, we th- you would think that that's, that's the case. You would think that, I mean, that's how we all see it. But the fact is that everybody's basically writing off the Philadelphia game as a loss. Everybody's like, oh, we're just going to, you know, lose that game and, 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 and go play go play, try to get points at Houston. We don't know what Nico's going to do. What I can tell you is Nico's going to try to get a point against Philadelphia. He's sure. going to try to grind out. And 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 he's. I'm curious to see how he does that because if you're going to play a slow, methodical, uh, grinded-out game, that's Philadelphia's strength. Philadelphia wants that kind of game. So I don't know. I mean, I, I despite what we think, I guarantee you Nico's thinking two points. Nico's thinking, I need a point against Philly. Uh, they're both road games, aren't they? Yes, they're both road games. So I, yeah. that's... I guarantee you Nico's, Nico's going to play for a point at both places. Absolutely. Uh, he may actually, if he's going to go for the three, it's going to be late against Houston. And I think I would say that he'll play for just a straight draw against Philadelphia. And then he'll play for a, a draw at Houston, but with a little more, little more urgency to, uh, earlier, you know, like maybe let's say, let's say it's zero zero at Philadelphia. He may push for the, the win in the last five minutes against Houston. I think he'll do it once soon, as soon as he brings in his reserves, you know, I think, you know, uh, at an earlier time, but I'm not writing off. Uh, a loss against Philadelphia. That's not Nico's way. Nico is going to try to get points from both games. So expect a balanced team. Expect a team that's going to... I don't really know what to expect. Honestly, I think... <laughs> I mean, that it's a good... But, but, but just case in point, Hoach, there, Philly at home drew LAFC this, this past weekend. If Philly hasn't been in the best form, still... No. And, and that's be honestly, you I'm know. glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because let's face it, was it a scoreless who's the team draw. in the better form? Who's yeah. the team uh, in the better form? It's Houston. Houston's in better form right now than, than Philadelphia. Philadelphia's a strong team and they're a strong home team. But like you said, their form hasn't been great of late. 9-1-4 at home. Gosh, yeah, they're... they're yes. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> they're, 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 they're home form, but you're, you're going to be playing two hot teams. Who's the hotter team? It's Houston. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm just saying, I'm not counting the Philadelphia game as a loss. I'm I'm thinking if it's Nico, he's going to say, hey, where do I have the better chance to get the three points? The answer may actually be Philadelphia. I would not be stunned if if Nico comes out like he did against RSL and fields an aggressive attacking team because we're not expecting it, and Philadelphia certainly won't be expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they will mind, but I'm just saying, you know, um, Philadelphia, we're no inch of Miami, of course, but they couldn't handle how aggressive Miami was. And, and if I'm Nico, I'm looking at that and going, I wonder if we can do that because we certainly do have the weapons for it. We don't choose to play in that style. But I wouldn't be surprised if Nico's got something up his sleeve and, 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 and tries to pull something funny against Philadelphia. Like I said, he was very aggressive against RSL. Why not Philadelphia? Just because they're a good team doesn't mean you can't beat them. Mm. It's good stuff. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, it, it, it's just gonna be a fun week, and and at this point in the season, there's gonna be a lot of draws for these teams. I mean, it's just the the intensity level. Folks are they don't need the extra motiva- motivation. Ever we're clawing for everything. So uh, it, yeah, there gonna be a lot of and even this past weekend, you just there were a lot of draws in Major League Soccer in the Western Conference. It's gonna be a bloodbath until the end. The good thing is Dallas has a couple of games in hand on most most teams, not all. They do. You know, they and, do. and they do got and a couple of good teams. Two wins, six points. They could be. They could go up as high as second. They could end up roughly in that realm. That's just how densely packed it is in the Western Conference right now. And, and so, and I also want to say that that while well, FC Dallas may drop points here and there, other Western teams are dropping points too, because it's so close. Um, I want to say that that recently, results have been going in FCD's favor. I mean, teams that they're fighting with for those playoff spots aren't faring much better. They're also dropping points. So, so yeah, I mean, it might not be pretty, but I think Nico's got the right idea. Get the points where you can get them, and and count on the teams around you not being able to grind out those points. So it, it's not sexy, it's not pretty, but I think FC Dallas is a playoff team. I do. I just, I just, we just have to, it, that still doesn't guarantee that they'll, you know, that they'll be a playoffs team, but I, I think they will. I think Nico's got it figured out where he says, hey, as long as I can ground up points, point here, point there, it'll all add up at the end. Well, you know, what I'm, there's a lot of things that can happen here. Right now, the team directly above them, and that Dallas has two games in, on hand of, is, is San Jose. Uh, but it'd be, it, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, if the playing game was Dallas and San Jose? You know what a what a little bit of a storyline that would be, uh, uh, Lucci versus uh, uh, Nico. But I, I I'm gonna tell you right now I I I don't think that's gonna happen. My prediction is FC Dallas will not be in the in the playing game. I think okay. I think at the the way Nico's got it drawn up, FC Dallas will be. A, a seventh or sixth seed with an outside chance for a higher seed if results go their way, if they can get snatch a, a steal a win here and there. But I think the way he's got him playing, I think they're a solid seventh, seventh or sixth seed uh, when it's all said and done. And if a couple of balls bounce team's way, because everything is so dense, it's not going to take much for them to climb higher than that. Yeah. 
Well, I just I'm, we have a lot of room before we speculate, you know, and everything. Exactly. But like, exactly. even if FC Dallas was the final seed or whatever, I I would take FC Dallas um, against St. Louis in a in, you know in a head to head matchup. <laughs> in, take away that red card, you know, and Dallas was looking great against St. Louis in St. Louis. I think, you know, this whole Western Conference is so. You know, I, I, there are other teams I would rather not play than St. Louis, but you know, that's just St. St. Louis is, is, is very one-dimensional. They're excellent at that one dimension, and, and, and that's great and all, but nobody really believes that they'll, even if they end up finishing the number one seed, nobody's really saying, hey, they're going to be the MLS guys or the, uh, the MLS champs or their MLS. I don't think anyone truly believes they're contenders. It's a great story. It's they're doing great, but they're very they're they're a very straightforward team, and I think the better teams will, you know, clip their wheels once we get into the playoffs. Well, all right, good. So, well, I know you mentioned Jose. You wanted to talk uh, about injuries. Um, I don't know if there were specific things. Uh, you know, I just still missing this team is still missing Camungo. Um, well, well, you got the. We're, we're just talking about. We're just talking about Obreon and now what what a great you know run he's having. But that run doesn't happen if if Kamungo isn't injured. If if uh, Legette isn't injured, and and right now, it's it's forcing uh, Nico to go to his bench, and we're going to see a lot more of Sealy. We're going to uh, see a lot more of these other uh, Ansa, who's. <laughs> Somebody else said it. I'm just repeating it that he's looking worse and worse the more we see of him. Um, it's these injuries that we're seeing every time somebody pulls up, every time somebody, it, we're all basically, every single one of us, our heart just stops and we're like, oh my God, there goes another guy. And frankly, if this team for some reason doesn't make the playoffs, it's the injuries that are going to derail the team. Because right now, this team, I think, like I said, Nico is managing it well. He's grinding out the points. But he can't. we can't afford any more injuries. We can't really afford, say, uh, one of our center backs to be gone or, or another one of our wingers. You name it. There's, there's, that's really what's holding this team back. We all have our complaints. But if this team was fully healthy, we would not be – in the position we are right now, we'd be a lot higher. Mm. And and I just said I was talking about. I that's why I'm talking about injuries. Is is we're all there. We're all watching. We're all every time someone gets. I mean, everyone gets hit and 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 crawls out and taken out of the game. We're all like, man, are we snake bit? Is that another guy? And so far, that hasn't happened. We're starting to get a little healthier. But I think that's what it's going to be. Even even we're seeing that even when we get a player back, we lose another player. So we can just might as well set that we're going to be three or four players short at all times. Every time we get one guy back, we're going to lose another guy. And hopefully Nico figures it out and figures out a rotation that, that compensates for that. Yeah, the two biggest what-ifs um, um, from uh, uh, <laughs> Pumpkin Spice 942. Of course we have jobs. What do you mean? Uh, but hey, but uh, yeah, the biggest two things are, of course, this summer the the number of injuries for FC Dallas just really lost a lot of points. I think in that in that presence. Uh, the middle of the, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, and then um, and then I think Giovanni Jesus just missing him at right back was a was a tough one. Um, right. right. Oh <laughs> what was that? Right as right as he was actually starting to prove that he was the guy at that spot. Right when he looked like he was making it his own. Right, right. So we'll we'll have a what if around that question for FC Dallas because if he had been still playing, I think it would have been added another wrinkle to attack. But yep, that's the uh, it's just the 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 what if that happens for every team. Um, it happens for every team. Um, yeah, I think my wife just pulled in there. the driveway. <laughs> my wife just pulled in the driveway, and I think she she hit the garage door. <laughs> I'm gonna get onto her about that. <laughs> She's like. She, a little too aggressive no, on that. Pulled no, into the no driveway. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, we'll leave it there. This has been a good conversation. Uh, we got, you know, so I, I don't know. Do you want to do predictions for this week? for At Philly, I, at Houston? I, I already told you. It's going to be a, a, a draw and a draw. So I'm going to say 1-1 uh, at Philly. And I'm going to say it's going to be an exciting 2-2 uh, draw at Houston. Those are my predictions. Uh, we got we got some guy Buax, Houston winning easy. Well, we'll see. I mean, whoa, Houston's whoa. been sounds in good like, form. Houston's sounds like a Houston fan to me. There, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. yeah uh, I'm. I I would love I I would love three points out of this week. I just a sneaky win somewhere. Both both are terrible matchups, by the way. So so I yeah, I know it's I'm, I'm, it's unlikely, putting, but I'm going to go with three, um, and one one loss and one win. But I'm. Uh, you know, I, it could be end up being a, a game where against Philly, maybe Philly rests some people too. Maybe they're a little tired, and there's a late goal, a late Tafari header. Kind of I mean, thing. everybody, everybody's talking about how difficult of a match the Philadelphia game is for us, but FC Dallas coming to Philadelphia is a difficult match for them too. So, it, yeah, it Hoch mentioned this. I didn't realize what he was saying, but yeah, Copa Tejas in the back seat on this venture, and I, I, I right, because ideally. If, if if Dallas can beat Houston, we Dallas gets the Copa Tejas, right? I believe so. And so and maybe I, that's maybe what we you know. I think Austin needs Houston to win or a draw or some something like that to to basically they'll be cheering for Houston. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks, Jose. Of course, we'll upload the audio tomorrow. You can like and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Thanks for joining us at the Afterburn Soccer Show. Uh, plenty of soccer action this week. Um, Wednesday night, FC Dallas against Philly. Let's go. Let's go, Dallas. All right. See you. See you later. All right, guys. Let's go, FCD.